Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. The Around the NFL podcast will always cherish the young and sweaty era. From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. I am Dan Hansis. Got heroes here. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. On this very special week on the NFL calendar, it's week 12, but it's also, here's the language, the John Madden Thanksgiving commemoration. What's up, guys? Also known as Thanksgiving, which is fun. Yeah, well, that's the secondary title would be Thanksgiving. No, NFL now has enough power (laughs) uh, due to the ratings and the billions uh, that Thanksgiving has been officially renamed. I'm I'm with it. I mean, if there's one person that, uh, (laughs) there's one person that I want to be reminded of every year. It's John Madden. He can just be the new... Love he's John my, Madden. He's my Santa. I, I like that angle of it, Greg. Um, we all, you know, grew up with John Madden. I don't disagree uh, that he deserves to be recognized, but they, to them, for them to literally rename Thanksgiving, that I <laughs> well, think would, goes, flies in the face of the larger that's population. Just the, that's just the football. That's just the football uh, production value. Uh, Madden's first um, Thanksgiving game for the record. And maybe some people, younger listeners, don't know John Madden. Or they know him as a video game. Yeah, a Hall of Fame uh, player and then a Hall of Fame coach uh, with the Raiders, retired early and then got the bug to stay in the game and ended up becoming, um, I think, undoubtedly, like the most famous uh, NFL announcer ever, launched a video game franchise that became the biggest video game franchise ever, and uh, he passed away, I believe, was it last year or the year before? Um, and now, uh, we celebrate Madden and we celebrate, uh, his contribution to the game. Cause he kind of was Americana personified, especially this time of year. Uh, and his last Thanksgiving day game as a commentator was way back in 2001, but it, it just goes mm. to show you, uh, what kind of, uh, connection he had. We also, there's no him without Pat Summerall as well. It's like the two of them kind of were this incredible duo. And I do wonder what it would be like if, if John Madden were dropped in today's world, where like half of the conversation is about like EPA and DVOA. Like he was, he was from a time where that you don't you just talk mm. about what you're seeing on the field right now and like how big the guy's legs are and like they're smashing into each other and you're eating turkey. Gotta miss that. 
I kind of miss it. But you're not. No, you're not. It's it's great what we have now. Oh, it's better. So much better. I mean, he. I I hear you, but man, he he broke it down X's and O styles. Yeah, Mark oversimplified anyway. it. I mean, he, he took a shot I at that. I'm just saying, like, Bro, like I think I think he he's very Romo like. I think. I mean, Romo is not John Madden, and he's definitely not going to be like writing a bunch of number one best selling books like Madden did, which uh, another career. That, yeah, that's right. Uh, they were romance they, novels. They kind of remind me of the Very same. steamy. <laughs> One knee equals two feet. They're kind of kind of similar to me, the way they, they like the game. Uh, speaking of historical figures, I I got to I gotta bring this up, Mark, because we've long had a connection. Wait, now, I'm like, I, I got the John Madden thing wrong. Like, I, it's too I late. We've moved John on. Madden. Give me a break. Topic. I watched like 4,000 John Madden. Let's do have 16 games Sorry. to get through. Okay. I think it's the only time we'll ever do that. That's let's, amazing. Let's nail this historical figure. Okay. okay. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win, and the others too. JFK spitting bars in a big spot. Uh, in an address at Rice University on September 12, 1962. Today's November 22nd, 2023. It has been 60 years since John Kennedy was assassinated in Dallas, like coming up to the hour, almost 60 years. And uh, Mark, I've always been, and this kind of talks about the pull of Kennedy, that even though this is a man that's been gone 60 years, when we were growing up, like he was a, a major figure and someone you knew about the Oliver Stone film, of course, yeah. in 93, around the 30th anniversary was a major part of our, our lives growing up. And um, I don't know, I think he's a, a figure of immense historical worth. And you, Mark, we have talked about him for years and years since we've known each other. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the listeners know this, but John F. Kennedy was such a fascination and the details around his a tragic death that you almost wrote a book or started writing a book about it. I went, I transferred colleges multiple times and my third <laughs> transfer was to American uh, university in DC. And I went there under the guise of, I'm going to research uh, this in the assassination left and right. But it was also, it was 1993 when I went and did that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was the 30 year anniversary and about 406 books came out on the topic. Mm. Um, and it was just on the heels of the Oliver Stone film. So it was like, did not pick the right spot, but I've always thought he but was. But did you like, actually start it? Yeah, but it's yeah, still going. Tons of research, yeah. It's still going strong. It is, but I think also I was in college and I got diverted. You know, got like a found a girlfriend down the hallway and like JFK assassination took a hard right okay. turn out of my life. So it's know? an unfinished work. I mean, it's still it's still popping. They got they yeah. got a new JFK pod on the old iHeart radio network. They do. Rob Reiner and they it's do. still popping. Is it doing better than it's us? It's popping. I think it is. It's on our heels. We need it's Rob Reiner on home and home. Yeah. Um. All right. And by the way, that was uh, Kennedy, you know, getting the U.S. formally into the space race. You wanted to, to send a man to the moon and bring him home safely by 1970. He was killed in 63, but we got there in July 69. Major sliding doors moment in the history of this country is his death. And his brothers and MLKs and Malcolm X's. And say what you say what you want about LBJ. But he did get the civil rights bill across the finish line at 64, which was a Kennedy uh, mandate as well. That's true. He Vietnam did, he did could have been totally different. Too. He did some other things too. That would have been in the book. It would have. <laughs> All right. Let's get to it. Here we go. My son, Jack, one of the reasons I named that. Mm. The first a- Irish Catholic president as well. Let's move on. Yeah, I like, I didn't know that. Yes. All right. 
Here we go. Let's get into it. Let's start with the Thanksgiving games because that's how John Madden would have wanted it. Uh, the early game is the Green Bay Packers against, of course, the Detroit Lions. It is the tradition that's gone back decades now uh, for the NFL. And um, we have a situation that's very different these days because the Lions are now a hot ticket. And that place is going to be on fire, Mark Sessler, because the Lions are 8-2. and two. Uh, they're on a three-game winning streak, and they get the Packers, and this is good for us, the football fans, uh, coming off a nice one of their own, a three-point win over the Chargers that kept them in the NFC playoff race. So it's kind of a gotta-have-it game for Green Bay, and Greg, you've been talking about it, and I've noticed it, and I'm sure you have as well, Mark, that Jordan Love is starting to figure some things out the last few weeks. Uh, maybe we get a corker here in the uh, NFC North. Yeah, I think like you're coming off of a performance Jordan Love's probably best of the year. Uh, against the Chargers defense, so you've got to take that into uh, account. But, uh, you know, 300-plus yards, um, effective as a deep thrower. I think they've got an interesting cast of wide receivers who have started to gel. So there is some hope. The thing about this game, though, that pops out for me more than else, they have like 17 players, the Packers, on their injury report. Now, they're in varying states of up and downness, but Aaron Jones, obviously not going to be playing with that knee injury. Um, A.J. Dillon, their backup running back, is on the injury report. Emmanuel Wilson, the third running back, is on the injury report. Luke Musgrave was hospitalized and will not be playing the Oof. tight end. Mm. Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks. I mean, a lot of their offense is banged up. And I, I think you'd need to be fully healthy and completely on your, on your act to have a chance against a Detroit mm. team that's going to be extremely amped up. Yeah, Detroit's been pretty disappointing, though, over the last month, just in terms of their defense, they, they've been one of the worst defenses in the league since they showed up in Baltimore. I, I think the book is kind of out that you just throw against them. Just throw, 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 throw. They're, they're not good at cornerback. They don't really have a great pass rush. I know Hutchinson's having a good year. Aleem McNeil's having a good year. But it's a reminder, you, you actually need more than two players. And just consistency, you could look at any metric you want. They're one of the two or three worst defenses in the league since in the last four or five weeks. And you're going up against a Packers passing attack that when you can protect love, weirdly, Dan, yeah. they have more plays over 30 yards than any team in the NFL. Doesn't that, doesn't that kind of shock you? That is surprising. Some of them are schemed up, and it's like 30 is a weird cutoff. There's actually not that many for any team. But still, the Packers hit on some big plays. I could see a lot of points. I think this will be fun. I think the Lions are favored by uh, too much. It's seven and a half in this. Yeah, I mean, you heard it made some news uh, this week. Um, Tom Brady talking about seeing, you know, a level of mediocrity um, in the games he's watching. Maybe that speaks to that a little bit. Like if the Packers are the team that's kind of leading the charge in terms of big plays. And I just, we just finished watching a game on Monday night where, you know, Christian, uh, where Patrick Mahomes, him airing it out now is like a seven yard gain. Uh, but that's the reason why it's hard to do. It's hard to hit on big plays. And I think it does perhaps Greg hit on that. There is a lot of potential here, uh, both with the quarterback and, and some of the playmakers and, yeah, I think I think you hit on it there that Detroit is the better team. Detroit is at home. Uh, Detroit is going that building is going to be rocking. I can't wait to see. I, I wish Creed was playing. Speaking of anniversaries, it's like the 20th anniversary of the the Creed halftime show. They've gotten the, away from that. Huh? The bald guy with the silver painted face came down from the rafters with the <laughs> that stone was, that face. was in Dallas. But <laughs> oh yeah, that's think, right. It doesn't think, matter. Think how big of a deal though it would be if they actually did that. People would love it. Oh, it'd be amazing. And now they think about it. Yeah, Scott Stapp was wearing, I don't know, like it was like a Tony Romo jersey yeah. or yeah. whatever it would have been back then. Um, 
Anyway, uh, yeah, the, the the defensive struggles of Detroit. Maybe Jordan Love does have another big game here, and uh, this one goes down to the wire. But I just don't see the Lions losing it. Maybe we get a nice shootout with a double thirty burger. I think it'd be kind stunning if they lost at home on Thanksgiving. Um, I I really like the, what Jameer Gibbs has been over the last month, and I, I the pairing of him. It's not like it's him or Dave, David Montgomery. The two of them together work really well. Um, Green Bay is giving up the fifth most rushing yards in the league. You can run on them. Their defense isn't special either. And I don't really care about what happened to Jared Goff last week. I, I think in general, our sample size of Jared Goff over the last 17 games um, tells us the story of an effective, efficient quarterback. And especially at home, he has been lights out at home. And I just like, it's like, how do you come in and not, I, I kind of see a romp, to be honest. He's not going to turtle shell after not in this. throwing no, three he, picks. That's not really who he, he didn't is. didn't in that game. Yeah. No. I, I think that running the attack, and, and they've evened out the snaps now where Gibbs and Montgomery are splitting, might be the very best in football. And their offensive line, you. it's great, but it's especially great run blocking. So I'm with you. I think this is a perfect way to start. I think we could get big-time scores. 38-31. Let's go. Let's do it. I have one prophecy. Yes. You know, like Aunt Beatrice, whoever's watching this game, it is not a big football fan necessarily. Right. But it's on and you're stuck right, she's doing it. She's basting the turkey and the TV's on in the thirty a.m. We got to yeah. get Beatrice over early. Beatrice, yeah, well, she's already sleeping she's over cranking. the night before. Beatrice already, she flew in. Oh, really? Where'd she, where'd she sleep? I'm just saying. She she's, in, she's, she, with you? she's an old, she would be a matronly older aunt. aunt. It's not my aunt. I'm saying, but I. I no, it's not, it's not blood. This is actually a football <laughs> Someone had to ask the question. <laughs> I am not related to, I'm saying the the, the archetypal Aunt Beatrice. Will right. come out of this game yeah. around twelve thirty Eastern with a secret and dangerous man crush on Sam Laporta, who okay. will win the game for the Lions. Okay. Very nice call. I thought you were going to say Dan Campbell also could be a favorite of the 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 ant crowd. Oh, he's too much man for me. The Lions are playing their eighty fourth game on Thanksgiving. By the way, that is the most all time, and wow, uh, they are something crazy like sixteen and four in their last twenty games overall, dating back to last year. So the Lions are a rolling. Let's move on. We got to keep rolling. We got so many games to hit today. So we're going to hit the middle game, and it's always the Cowboys. And, yes, it was Scott Stapp. Uh, can we find out, Eric, behind the glass, um, Scott Stapp, Thanksgiving 2001, uh, whose jersey he was wearing? It might have been DeMarcus Ware. This is very important to find out. Um, all right. Uh, the Washington Commanders, uh, four and seven, third place in the NFC East, travel to Dallas to face the seven and three boys. Uh, Greg, I the Commanders... Um, they're going in the wrong direction. And, and Howell had a miserable game against the Giants. And now you're sending them to Dallas, where, again, uh, Dallas is, you know, it's a very good team with an opportunistic defense playing at home. I don't want to count out Howell because he's really had a nice season on balance, but he's in the danger zone, I think, here when it comes to turnovers that could crush Washington. Well, especially because when you, you look at the schedule he's faced, uh, you know, according to Football Outsiders, He's faced the easiest schedule of opposing quarterbacks so far this year, and now it's going to get tough. He has a bunch of tough uh, matchups on the schedule, including, I believe it's two against the Cowboys. And so you hope it's the good howl, because, again, this could be a, a bit of a score fest. I love the commanders when they're you know, trailing in games because they will keep throwing and throwing and throwing. I also thought we, we missed it on the show. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. that uh, It was nice that Jerry Jones finally announced Jimmy Johnson going to the Hall you know the Ring of Honor. They were now, sitting. You, they were sitting together. In he wanted game. to make a big deal. He could have done it on Thanksgiving when this is this and the Lions game are the two most watched games of the entire think, season. Usually, just think how much bad blood there must have been for Jimmy Jimmy Johnson, one of the most charismatic, successful figures in the history of that team, 
it taking 30 years to get him into the team. Ego, well, yeah, you, you're placing with Barry Switzer. Ego is, ego is a problem. Who wants the credit is a problem. This is why we need to don't do this craft and Belichick. We don't got 30 years. We don't have 30 years to waste. Well, Belichick GC, doesn't have GC. 30 years. <laughs> well, Crafts, you know. Yeah, or Crafts, but I'm saying. Crafts in his 80s uh, right now. Let's see if uh, Tony Pollard can pick it up here. Yeah, they're, the Cowboys are good at everything. They're 22nd, though, in rushing, and this is against a good run defense. This is a team you attack normally through the air, Washington. Uh, they're actually pretty good stopping the run. Um, of course. Thank you, Eric. Of course it was a number 11 Stapp jersey. It was a, <laughs> a self-personalized. Who's 11? Nobody? I don't know. Well, it was probably have, like some biblical record. It would have had to have been a quarterback back then. Yeah. Um, yeah, how about Deron Bland, by the way? Because when when they lost Diggs in the secondary, um, it was supposed to be a crushing blow for Dallas's defense. But Bland has become that guy. I feel like there's always one guy in, in the secondary somewhere in the league every year that just has that special interception season, but he's taking the ball back with pick sixes. He's four. become a, he's become a four. That's got to be the record. Well, there's right? all so these there's yeah. all these tweets out there now I, about like the fact that he essentially has four receiving touchdowns, um, but there's a <laughs> flock of bigger name wideouts that have three right. over the course of a whole year. So it's and very I don't difficult. Know if, Greg, I don't know if the the you know PFF and other analytics back him up as a premier corner, but he's a playmaker on a team that is just loaded with him. So he kind of. He filled that void in a lot of ways in their secondary because Diggs was kind of that, that as was well. Diggs, yeah. He wasn't always perfect in coverage, but he always was there around the ball. He's been solid, though, even even in coverage on plays that he's not returning to the house. And he was good last year, too, that they found something. I mean, they are better in, in every way than this Washington. I mean, I, I just this feel could, like... This could get ugly, by the way. I think it's get very get ugly, and I think it starts with Micah Parsons, who, like, last week... He, uh, like, dry scooped or something before the game, which is, like, he took a bunch of protein, I think it was, and then he's, like, threw up multiple times. But then go watch that Panthers game. Gross. He is destroying them from all over the place. Sam Howell, I mean, this at point, this point, we've heard this before, but he's been sacked 50 times, no other player more than 40. He's been hit 92 times. I feel like Micah Parsons is, like, set up to absolutely create utter havoc. Deron Bland is your number one PFF ranked coverage. Wow, cornerback. So, so he's, uh, I mean, is Diggs was not ranking like that the last. So, and that's not be all, be all end all. But no. if uh, if the eye test and the tape test and and the, of course the production of the pick sixes, how is he not in the defensive player of the year conversation? I know you. I haven't heard him. Parsons was saying up. that it is funny because if he was just like drafted in the top ten overall picks last year instead of in right. the fifth round, I have a feeling he would be getting like more attention. Yeah. But for some reason, it feels more fluky. I've, do you think if, if Dak Prescott goes out and has another one of these games, because the Cowboys have changed my mind, Dan, from like where we You're were in. a month ago. I'm, I'm just, I see it because the way they win, they win in all in every in every way, and some of their biggest wins haven't really been because of their offense. But if Dak goes out and mince meets like the Washington defense, like is he our MVP front runner? No, but who I, is? Hurts I don't are, think there is. I think they're Hurts? the two leaders in Vegas right now. I don't think it. Me- yeah. I think seven weeks Lamar? left. It it hasn't started. Like none of. Oh, stop it with that! None, I hate no, when you say No, it's true though. But it's, it matters to whoever wants to talk about it. No, no. But what I mean is like nothing that's happened to this point. I think is going to impact who wins the MVP. There's about fifteen guys that could. Whoever, and I think Dak is. Got to I think Dak. I mean, whoever. Dak. In a, in a parallel universe, he's got twelve interceptions and he's melting down and everyone's going crazy. He's having a great so, season. So it's funny because that guy's a chance. He'd be a good story too. He is. He, he checks a lot of the boxes. I. It's funny because I still I know the Cowboys are going to be there in January, 
uh, but Dak lighting up the commanders at home on Thanksgiving. I need to see him really in a big spot in, in the playoffs. Well, nothing matters against a big time yeah, team. Nothing matters. So I always kind of doubt them because I have questions about him, like personally in that type of environment. But you know what? As I say all the time, you're going to be able to watch it. Unless catastrophe strikes. We don't right. jinx anybody. Let's move to the final game, uh, the Thanksgiving night game. The, if you're following along in this, if you're tracking the league they it's incremental but the nfl gobbles things up and about what was about 10 12 years ago that's when the thanksgiving night came Mm -hmm. as a game and now we got friday as well easter sunday kickoff (laughs) maybe (laughs) don't doubt it uh let's see we have the 49ers traveling to seattle to face the Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks have some injury issues here. Uh, Geno Smith with the elbow. I, I think he's tracking towards playing, but he's banged up. DK Metcalf also uh, banged up. And uh, if you look at San Fr- uh, Seattle, Greg, it's a it's a it's a big game for them because yes, the Niners. It would be no shame if they weren't able to beat the Niners at home. The Niners are arguably the best team in football, uh, if not a top three team in football. However, you look at the next. Three weeks after this, at Dallas, at San Francisco, uh, versus uh, Philadelphia, uh, they could go into a skid that could ruin their season. So this almost is like in this environment, if you get this win, you could probably survive the rocky terrain ahead uh, and and play down the stretch with a real chance of the playoffs. Or this thing could start spinning out of control after a bad loss to the Rams. Yeah, I it was probably about a month ago that I said, "Wow, I think this team has a higher ceiling than I expected this season." And since then, they've looked incredibly mediocre. Their, their offense is definitely a little worse than it was a year ago. It's, it's not bad, but it's not a difference maker. It's not consistent. And their defense has taken a huge step back. And I just kind of think when you're playing a team like the 49, you're going to have some things that they can pick on. You know, are you physical enough to hold up to them? They certainly weren't. This was a terrible matchup. They were really embarrassed against the 49ers three times last year. But it's like, what is it that you do really well that can make up for that? And I don't see anything with the Seahawks. They actually don't really have any part of their team that's special. There's no Kenneth Walker in this game. It'll be Zach Charbonnet. I don't think that's a huge deal. But I, I worry about them holding up to the, the physicality of the, the 49ers defensive front, especially. Yeah, like I, I, I get real tired of like historical matchup data, but I don't, I don't think it's unreliable to look at last year. And these teams are very similar. When it's the same coaches, it totally makes sense. No, it's very similar. And, like, I I go back to that Thursday night game where I thought that Geno Smith, and he had a great season, but it started to tail off a little bit in the final, you know, third or fourth. And San Francisco, like, the Niners exposed Seattle in a lot of ways in that game. And if you go look at their weapons, Christian McCaffrey at running back, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, like, at the running back, wide receiver, and tight end position, no other three players have had more success historically against Seattle than those three players. Whoa. They match up really well against Seattle's defense. Um, right now we're getting a version of – we've woken up from the dream of that Brock Purdy is going to come back down and be some sort of second-tier mezzanine-level quarterback. He's been absolutely awesome for two weeks in a row. Um, I don't care that this game is in Seattle. That doesn't seem to me the same way it used to. Um, I think the Niners own this team – and I don't think Geno Smith is healthy, even if he plays. I got some data points on Purdy, um, who uh, leads the NFL. He has nearly 10 yards at attempt. His passer rating, which I know is not everything, but 
when you're in the he's at 115 that tells you a lot i mean how efficient he is he's on pace for over 4500 yards passing he's completing 70% of his passes uh as you said he's really he came out of that slump and it was a legitimate slump but the last um, last couple of weeks, he's it wasn't been, like he was terrible during those in that slump either. Right, but the, the last two weeks, he he's completed seventy eight percent of his passes, six touchdowns, no interceptions, with a perfect passer rating. He is uh, a guy that won't be perfect always, but when he starts cooking and this offense is rolling, and if the defense is vulnerable, they're going to score points. And then it's like, Greg, can Seattle keep up if this turns into a show, shootout? And the way they are right now, I'm not sure. Right. Can they take advantage of the only weakness in San Francisco, which I think is their cornerbacks? But I don't know if they can hold up long enough. If you just looked at the numbers without any context, Brock Purdy is your MVP. Right. Why I, can't we? Why I, can't I, anyone accept that just because of the system? I think I think if I think the leader in EPA per play for quarterbacks has won MVP something like six out of or like seven years in a row, six years in a row. Like that usually is that it kind of tells you who's playing the best. And he's, he's so far ahead in that number that there's almost no chance. He's not going to have that lead. But why do we act like he's Holly hobby just because he's in a Kyle Shanahan offense? Like he, it's unfair. I think it's unfair. Well, I think the guys like the guys that are, he's competing against for this award, uh, like Lamar, uh, like um, Jalen Hurts, like Mahomes, if that, that offense ever wakes up. I think they're better players. I think everyone kind of knows that they're better players. Uh, and I think that's what hurts Purdy because people do say he's a good player in an incredible scheme with an amazing a talent around him. And it's like, yeah, there's no way escaping that unless he pulls up the enemy and says, I'm going to go do, go do it somewhere else on my own. So maybe that's, you have to just deal with the Shanahan right. tax and there are worse fates in the world to be honest, Mark, uh, uh, but I see what you're saying. If well, he leads the league in like virtually every passing category well, see, and the team goes get, 13 like, and four, party, but to the eye, like he's Josh Allen is this, like a physical specimen. Lamar is spectacular. Well, and also ways, they, but they carry you, their offense job? in a way that he doesn't a, cause he doesn't run and B cause he doesn't throw the ball much. I mean, he, those guys have thrown the ball 140 more times than him. So they, they, I think that matters. Volume does matter a little bit. Mark, that, I feel your frustration. Yeah, but I, like, I, I could argue against myself too. It's just that it's like he's not even. He won't even get votes. Let's, he won't even get votes. Eric, we'll see. Can, can you check the uh, Vegas odds right now for MVP? See where Purdy is because he absolutely should be in the top three. And if he's not, there is a lot of bias going on. I By the way, how about Seattle? Not. Go take care of business against the Rams before this insane like. Yeah, that was classic, stuff. classic like, crap I just, game. I, can't, by the way. I don't buy them. Classic no. trap game. I, I think Chase Young has really changed their defense. The way they were using him and Bosa kind of like in the A-gaps as like linebackers or something. It was kind of crazy. Eric Armstead had his most pressures of any game in his career last week on top of that. And I think that's partly because opposing offensive lines have so much to deal with. And the Seattle offensive line is terrible. It's been terrible. Hey, guys, real quick before we move on, um, I'm seeing on DraftKings right now, Brock Purdy plus 1,500 for MVP. Well, what number? Where does he? What where, where is he? Uh, that would be behind Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Tua. So that would be fifth. Okay. Oh, so Mahomes? Well, that's pretty high, though. So yeah, that Mahomes is going to get the opposite got, tax because no matter what, you got, yes. Dak, yeah, you got Dak Prescott right behind him at plus 1,500, CJ Stroud plus 18, okay. and CMC fifth. plus 22. It's not totally okay. out of the mix. Okay, he might be creeping up. It says something that his running back is the first non-quarterback on that list. I would, I if I had a vote today, I'm putting Tyree Kill number one. It is crazy that Tyree Kill is not in the top ten there. Seven it's crazy. Season. He's on pace for two thousand yards. Seven big season. Seven he to big me, season. he's been the most excellent player this season. It's crazy. All right, so those are the Thanksgiving games now. For the first time ever, as I said, we have a Black Friday game. 
It is the Jets and the Dolphins uh, at the Meadowlands, and it is a, a new uh, quarterback for the Jets. Uh, Tim Boyle will be starting. Zach Wilson demoted all the way to emergency backup quarterback, so uh, with Trevor Simeon as the number two. So that is the sad state of affairs um, around the Jets. Uh, and now it becomes, Greg, this game and the idea of this game being uh, enjoyable to watch uh, <laughs> comes down to a couple things. One, anybody other than Zach Wilson. So at least you get another quarterback who maybe has a more professional uh, ability to move an offense and maybe the Jets could score a couple touchdowns. But can the Jets defense, which finally led up and got beat up uh, by Buffalo last week, are they going to be able to cook up some things uh, to slow down Tua and the Dolphins offense, which, as we know, has happened in multiple points this season against good defense. Right, really for the last month. When, when was the last great Tua game? All right, let's look at it. I mean, the Eagles game, I think he played very well. It didn't show up statistically, but it would be the week before that. We, we've gone basically a month without a dominant Dolphins offensive performance. By basically any metric you looked at, offensively they've been average for a month. Now their defense is getting much better, but you just see little cracks. They're they're terrible in short yardage. They just they can't buy a yard when it's third and one, fourth and one. They never just like run the ball normally. Their offensive line, which started out pretty in sync, it, you, you see some leaks there, and, and this is a very tough matchup against the Jets. So while this game is not as nearly exciting as I would have expected going into the season, the Dolphins are still a very compelling team at 7-3 and three, trying to win this division. And when they have the ball, that this is a an outstanding test for them. If they're who we think they are, they should be able to, to put some points up eventually and, and pull away in this game. Last week against the Raiders, they kept getting in their own way. They had three giveaways. Like Tua finally looked human on a number of passes. They had a yet again a turnover, you know, inside the five yard line. Uh, I mean that kind of stuff. But a little sloppy. It was sloppy, but then it's like over and over. Like Tyreek Hill kept digging them out. And I'm with you on the MVP thing, but it's like no one could stop what he was doing. And it's like you're gonna get a couple of those. And I think we're at the point. And I think what happened. One of the reasons you got this quarterback change in New York. I mean, it should have happened a long time ago. Was that the defense can't do it alone. And I, like, I, I think change for the sake of change was needed. And Tim Boyle, new face. But like Tim Boyle, if you look at it, um, in college, and you don't get a lot of pro quarterbacks where this has happened. In college, 12 touchdowns and 26 interceptions. That is not, that is not where an NFL quarterback comes from, from a collegiate he level. He played on Thanksgiving a couple of years ago, didn't he? Didn't he throw? Well, he was, he's played for Detroit a number of times. And, you know, I, so I just, I wonder, well, I honestly, I was thinking like, what, if I were the Jets, what would I do? Like, what do you do differently? And, like, I would literally think about just morphing out of nowhere on Black Friday into, like, a surprise Wildcat-type game where Brees Hall touches the ball. Like yeah, but they don't have an times. offensive line. so I know, but Wildcat that's a can, problem. Like, change all sorts of things. I'm just saying do something that also, no one's expecting. You also, there are a lot of things going on there. Tim Boyle is good buddies with Aaron Rodgers. Like this right. is everything has kind of gone right. like the worst. Well, case scenario. they signed up for this. So this is they got in bed with Rodgers and and they get all the bad stuff and none of the good stuff because he's not playing. So now you have Boyle in the building probably because of Rodgers. You have Hackett still the offense and almost any other offense coordinator at the very least would have lost his play calling duties by now. Yeah, and many would be fired. And we're going to get to Matt Canada who lost his job, um, but he's still there. Um, so they are complete. Hi, my name's Nathaniel Hackett. Thanks. Uh, it's nice to see you out here. We are a long way from Hard Knocks when he was this cute figure. And, you know, he's going to be there next year as well because 
he is uh, Aaron Rodgers' boy. So you have, they are kind of caught in this like tornado of Rodgers and they, like you said, signed up for it. So I, I guess my only thought with that is maybe Boyle uh, is a professional to the point where he could see the field and pull the trigger and just make basic plays that Wilson just couldn't even make. The thing is, though, he's like, he's sort of the opposite of that. He's like a big arm guy who's going to, like, make some crazy throws well, you know and make what? some big-time mistakes. Honestly, it's just an, I, it's I don't a, think a, anybody has high optimism around this start yeah, for Boyle, right. but it's not Zach it, Wilson. That's all it needs to be right and now. And that's uh, right yeah, now, that's you're right, that's all it needs to be. And if you're the, uh, the Dolphins and your Dolphins fans, like handsome Hank and, and everyone else, you could essentially end the Jets' season here because I thought going into this one-two punch of – for the Jets, Buffalo, Miami, coming off those two losses, ugly losses against the Chargers and Raiders, the Jets had to win one of them. And uh, so I didn't think they had a sweep. They had to at least win one and then stop the bleeding. They get killed by Buffalo. If, if the Jets get smoked again here, not only, I think, for all intents and purposes, is it over, the Aaron Rodgers uh, coming back on Christmas Eve, I think they need to no, pump the brakes on yeah. that. Makes and whether Aaron Rodgers wants to come back or not, and and slow things down, but maybe we get an inspired defensive effort and Boyle, you know, hits a slant to Garrett Wilson that goes for 70 and they, you know, they hang around in this game. That's it's a the, different that's Dolphins chance. defense with Jalen Ramsey, though. Yeah, it really Between has him been. and Jalen Phillips. They have two. He's been very good premier players and they're they're getting better. But this is a Dolphins team that look at home. Uh, we're trying to stop Aiden O'Connell two different times from scoring a game tying touchdown late in the fourth quarter. True. So it's. They're not above uh, making this thing interesting. That was but they also Ramsey. picked them off three times. Like, they also coaxed no, they, it. I mean, they made it Ramsey. happen, and they were the better team in the game. Yeah. But, you know, they, it's and football. Both, both Ramsey picks Insane. were incredible plays. So he's turned back the clock. He's. I was wondering wh- whether he would be the same player uh, he was with the Rams, which wasn't top form Ramsey last year. But he looks like a revitalized and healthy. He had a weird career. He, he either is like the best cornerback in the league or <laughs> yes. not that close. But he's been the best cornerback like four times. Um, all right. Let's now move uh, to the primetime games, uh, starting with Sunday Night Football. The Baltimore Ravens, uh, they could have. Well, they didn't do it alone because uh, the injury to the quarterback plays a big role. But they might have ended the Bengals season uh, last Thursday night. Um, and I, you know, I have a bone to pick. I didn't bring it up on the Thursday recap. I am, I am filing a formal protest uh, in the lock challenge uh, to get all the data removed from the season uh, because I would have never locked the Bengals on the road against the Ravens if I knew the quarterback, Joe Burrow, had a busted wrist. They hid that from me Ooh, as well, Greg. I didn't think of that. <laughs> I would have never. The, so eradicate the go, entire Yeah, the whole contest. thing needs to be a, a bomb dropped on it. Yeah. Hey, listen to the, the preview when I locked up the... The Bengals, I basically said, this is a bad pick, but I believe in Joe Burrow, and it's me and Joe against the world. And they were hiding a crippling wrist injury. How dare you, The, the Bengals single-handedly took you down because I remember you went against, you went against them when uh, they played the Niners, and then you said you're going to pick them every week. They, they, they ended my season as well. I lost what three weeks we, in a row with what Cincinnati. What if we could vote to have you have a chance This was when, to, to have two locks this week? They're, showing, they're showing the standings here. I'm at Greg, 10 and 10 one. and 1. Uh, the Wesleyan Bros at 8 and 3, and Hansis and Sessler at 5 and 6. If you added our That's wins bad. together. That's rough. So. Wow. But it's, we're going to eradicate this. So Yeah, this means nothing. I'm fine with that. Balls I've been trying to do that for years. And you know what? The, well, this season. Uh, or we could just start from scratch. Let's and start from zero scratch from zero. now. Yeah. The season doesn't start till after Thanksgiving. Exactly. There we go. I, I don't support that. Um, uh, I think the, the zookeeper, Nick Wessling, by the way, 
he's eight and three, and he was, you know, he was starting to feel out what he was like the character he's building for the show. Mm. Uh, and by the way, Chris watching down to wherever he is, having a ball, watching Nick enjoying himself and feeling himself on the show. Uh, but remember, he was leaning a little too hard. If you look at some of those early picks, like showman type picks mm. uh, that were uh, really overly risky. A Jets one, I believe. I think a Jets yeah. pick was in the mix. Um, he got the Jets against the Giants. That was a lot. Yeah. yeah, but there was but another. But there was, was I think, in the beginning of the yeah. season. I wonder if he could do it over again. He would have reined in the showman. Mm. And maybe he'd be with Greg at 10 and 1, but they haven't lost in weeks, I don't think. So. He can't help but be the a two, It's a two-horse race. Um, it's about me. <laughs> there he is. The great Chris Wessling. You know, I was thinking that the Chris and Lakeisha lived a town away from where I am now. Like, going on double dates with Chris and Lakeisha, and maybe we'd all be together on Thanksgiving. That, that well, there were a number of times that Wes and I came over. After that first Seattle-San Francisco game, we came over to your place yes, for Thanksgiving. That's, that's right. The only time you I've even ever, had macaroni and that's cheese. That's the only time I've ever eaten mac and cheese. It was Texas-style, well, so it, it had a little bit of a different right. consistency that I think you It wasn't Belvita-based or whatever. You know. But, yes, I wish Chris was with us right now. You know, he, he pops up in your mind. I think of that time. in the holidays when my family leaves me. They were my adopted family during the holidays. I could go <laughs> spend Christmas. Always with open arms, the, the Westlings with Lakeisha. Happy Thanksgiving to Lakeisha and Link and everyone back in St. Louis. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Where were you? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals screwed me. Um, and that's the past. Now uh, the Ravens at eight and three with a real chance here at the number one seed in the AFC get a Chargers team. Uh, I don't know, Greg, uh, Mark, they, they stink. That's, that's all. That's my data points on this one. They keep getting primetime games, but uh, we wanted to make the Chargers a thing this year. The league wanted to make them a thing, and they're just never going to be a thing, at least not with Brandon Staley. No, we're maybe with Bill Belichick. Yeah, we're, yeah. so it'll start all, <laughs> all over again, sure, in the offseason, but we're post-Chargers at this point. Um, we talked about it a lot on Sunday night, how, you know, the Brandon Staley press conference for me, marked like a bookend where he just became so the beginning of the end. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, that, that, that stuff matters. Um, you got to wonder what's happening with the locker room. Cause I see it as like, it is sort of two lightning rod quarterbacks that have their little flocks and like Lamar Jackson experience is that he's in a team that's very well coached. And Brandon Staley is coaching the other quarterback, Justin Herbert who's like lost more one score games over the past couple of seasons than any quarterback in the league. And it's not his fault. Um, the defense that should be Staley's staple has allowed 300 yards passing in half of their 10 games. So this is a big opportunity for Baltimore to come into the on the road into an unproblematic uh, stadium. It's going to be a Ravens crowd probably like every other week, but you don't have Mark Andrews. And I, I that's Mark Andrews has accounted for 20% of their yardage through the air and half of Lamar Jackson's touchdowns. And I think that's a big loss. He's the core of that offense. It's like a lot of pressure on Odell Beckham, who's arrow up last couple of weeks. But I don't know. If, I don't know if, if, like, without without Mark Andrews, you're not the same offense. Uh, it's funny because even before Andrews got hurt, my number one concern, I thought the one thing that's going to decide whether the Ravens can maybe go win this Super Bowl or not is can the wide receivers in Lamar be consistent and explosive enough on a week-to-week basis to go win a ship. Because I think they have the opportunity. I think they've shown flashes. Hasn't been consistent. This matchup is great for that match, you know, for that happening because there's always blown coverages. You look last week, the defenders are talking right before the Packers hit some big plays down the field. They're not clear on assignments. Everything is just counting on Herbert to play his best. I think he's played easily his best two games of the season 
in a row the last two weeks, and they lost. They lost them both. Yeah. I mean, easily is best too. And uh, they, I, I saw a, a stat it was from Arjun Manan. Not not familiar with him before. He has some good stats. He pointed out since week two, if you just have the the Chargers' success rate on on running plays, since then it would be the worst rushing team in the last decade. That's how bad they are on a down-to-down basis running. So they have so many different things going wrong from them. I couldn't believe Did it. Did you when see I, that uh, Eckler run I was talking about on yes. Sunday? Yeah. yeah, that was tough. With the piano on the back? That was not great. That was Kellen Moore was brought in to change all that. So they they like, you, you worry about Brandon Stale a little bit in a primetime game. Primetime games are kind of when <laughs> changes sometimes happen. And I looked at the number at this game, and it's three and a half, and I'm thinking... That's crazy for it to be three and a half. And you know how they, they have those little sides on the on the SoFi Stadium. It's not totally a, a closed-air environment. Yes. And at Wait night, sometimes you can oh. get that rain coming in sideways. Uh-oh. And that's why for the holiday season, we're going to be helping out all the boys and girls in the land. It's going to be raining in Las Vegas, Los Angeles, oh. Sunday night. <laughs> and we're locking it up, too. We're doubling it up. We're d- double, double the pleasure. This All is right. a little gravy. You mix everything together: the collard greens, the mashed potatoes. Sure, you gotta, you gotta uh, watch this on whatever fast channel or YouTube just to see the rainmaker mm. uh, video component here. It's so terrible. <laughs> it it's not Greg at his most handsome because he's a handsome person in general. Why did so Erica created this? You're saying, and it was after a fight that you guys had. <laughs> Very volcanic a, relationship, the two. It's yeah. out of vengeance. You're wearing your glasses, so you must have, like, some type of uh, maybe a stigma or, you know, I like, I like guy. glasses, but uh, they, I uh, definitely look like this was, a, this was a path not taken at Why a you wearing low a tie? level. You look like you're at your first sales. communion, Greg. <laughs> well, that's, or, or I guess for you, a bar mitzvah. No, this is, I'm the state farm agent, and uh, I'm going to get you a good, good price on that home, home and auto. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, I like it. Is this your lock of the week, or is, is this? Just I'm the locking main it up too. I'm locking it up. Too. Oh, it's a double, up. double max mismatching. What could go wrong? You've really you've went from picking the Chargers to win the Super Bowl to just going way on the other side of them. But I can't question anything, Greg, because you've had the uh, the golden touch this year with really everything. But I also I have to say I think it needs to be said this close to the holidays to to pull the rainmaker. You know there's going to be a lot of People yeah. out there, they're going to go all in this because they have because Santa Claus has to come to town. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and you understand there's a great responsibility that you have here to make sure this one's right. I do. But look, I'm, I don't tell what our listeners what to do. All I'm saying, if you had just oh. been following our locks every week for 11 straight weeks and doing the money line, you'd be doing pretty well. Be doing we're in a show where we're covering 16 games, which is unprecedented. So we're going to have, I would say, four to five more self-promotional dialogues from Greg. Monday night (laughs) football. Let's move on. Uh, And I'm with you. I think the Ravens uh, and the Chargers are two franchises going in opposite directions. So uh, but I would never put someone else's money in and Christmas morning on the line. That's some people have different uh, viewpoints on society and what they give to it. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, the Bears. Uh, what, are we got, what are the Bears doing here? Why do we got Bears in primetime again? Why are we doing this? Nobody wants this. I, I don't know. We've had, we've had this conversation Bears fans uh, don't want year this. after year. No. The Bears are last place in the north. Justin Fields playing, of course, for a future in Chicago. And they get the Vikings, uh, the team of around the NFL that had uh, a gut punch loss on Sunday night football, as we all know. 
21 uh, 20 to the Broncos. But here, here is a very nice get right spot. Both teams, it's their last game before they go into a bye week. I, I absolutely believe um, that the Vikings would, will take care of business in, in, in um, easy, easy manner against the Bears and wow. thereby feeling good um, because they are the team around the NFL. And I think Josh Dobbs is going to really have a big day. And uh, when they get back from the bye, they'll be comfortably in the playoff uh, picture with Justin Jefferson hopefully back on the field. I'm with you, and I'm, I agree with you so much that uh, with this music as the background, I am locking this team up for Minnesota Vikings. Are they in the, are they in the zone? Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I didn't look. But... Three and a half. The Bears are getting. Oh, I'm with you, buddy. Let's do it. Lock bros. All right, we're in last place. This does not Let's make me that. feel great as a fan of the team around the NFL. But... Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Why, Greg? I guess you could look. Oh, at the... just because of your records. But also, well, actually, the Bears are playing. Well, we're zero well, and zero. Yeah. Uh, because I <laughs> just got zero. breaking news. Breaking news. Just heard <laughs> from Paul Giamatti, son of. Bartlett Giamatti, commissioner of the lock committee. He's uh, yes, they are. They are wiping clean. Okay, good to know. Uh, because of the Joe Burrow injury uh, failure to, for an injury designation in the week 11 Thursday night affair against the Ravens, wiping all standings. So How does all that affect zero, your zero. other five losses? No, it's like a little, Talk to Paul Giamatti. little drop of food coloring <laughs> in a glass of water there. That's I'm, the whole thing. I'm a little worried about this game for the Vikings, though, just because Fields played awesome last week. I thought he was the best, you know, one of the best players on the field, one of his best games. It's coming off two really good performances before he got hurt as well. Their defense has been better slash respectable. I get why it's three and a half. Like, I'm, I'm taking the Vikings certainly in this game, but the Bears are trending a little up. There's no Justin Jefferson. Like, every game's an adventure. Give me that horn again. Team. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm with you, right in the sense that, like, you could look at how the game started up until the you know the collapse against Detroit and say have the Bears turned a corner a little bit um they were dominating that game that, that's what and I'm saying but then you also collapsed but like but that but was that, defensively yeah but I like to see the ceiling versus where they were two months ago why are we getting this this audio by the way what do you mean the team around the NFL the, this is like the thing they play oh through. Mark come on you don't know they blow the horn the whole I thing. like I'd like to just play it the whole show that part I know. Do you know this one? Yes, I do. I've heard that roughly 7,000 times. <laughs> All right, anything else on this game? Got to keep that running game going. I like that they got Madison going for the first time in forever last week. All right, uh, there we go. So that is the Thanksgiving games, Black Friday, primetime. We'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll do the draft. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, gonna, not the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? 
Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of the – Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know – Lil Dirk, and you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you? T- why are you telling me the whole time? <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. All right, welcome back. It is time for the draft, everybody. Get ready. It's time for the first overall pick presented by DraftKings. Sestog. He's back. He's the Sestog. Do we have, by the way, do we have the Sestog song? How about that Sestog song to get the draft going? Wasn't aware of that. I didn't know. Oh, the Sestog. Guess what, buddy? We got something for you. Really? Yeah. Now we're all back together in the studio for the first time. Well, let, let me hear it before I comment on it. Yeah. Everybody just listen up. Time for you to hear my stuff. Everybody can't get enough. I am Mark Everybody <laughs> just listen up. Time for you to hear my stuff. Everybody can't get enough. Top mm. 10 football insider. I'm a top 10 football insider. I am Mark What do you think? Everybody just listen up. Time for you. It's catchy. I could I could imagine playing in a loop in my car driving around. I think it captures the spirit of Mark. Very, oh, definitely. Very right said Freddish. You know? Definitely. You're inside Mark's brain on like a Saturday. That's I, I what I'm telling it. myself, yeah. you know, over and over on repeat. Uh, that I want to know who did it. Hobart Curtis. Only a man named Ho- Hobart or Hobart could have something that genius inside his own mind. Yeah, it could be a pen name or a artistic cover, but I like it. Thank you, Hobart. All right, you have the first pick. All right, I'm going to take um, Cleveland at Denver. I know last week I didn't go there in that direction. I got a lot of hubbub, and it's like I like I want to make one thing real clear, real fast. Like I'm getting all these tweets, like, "Oh, are you like a Browns fan again?" It's like I don't like anything they've done over the last year in terms of one specific subject. Like I can care about some of the other players, and I kind of think this team is a little bit interesting to me because they had they were a rotting corpse on defense for so long, and this is a weird team. 
And you know, we're seeing That's a it. yes, by the way, for uh, all the people. It's, it's just yes, like, no, it's yeah. like, I haven't really, it's Stop like. Stop dancing around it, Mark. I'm not dancing uh, around it. It's like, I just, I don't, I, I'm getting people saying like, oh, you like backed off and it's like. But if you just up. say it, if you not. just, if you just say it. Well, no, I'm just like. ask you anymore. I, I just, I just said it basically. But you did. I, you did. I'm watching this defense and I'm like. He's going to keep getting the tweets now because he didn't actually say it. Come into the light. I'm not, I'm not like, I like, I think a couple years from now I could come back and be. A full-fledged Browns fan. That is what I would say, and it's like it's the, the insinuations left and right are me are like foggy and stupid. So it's like, please leave it alone. Okay. So in a couple of years, I, you'll be a Browns fan again. Maybe. Because I'm, I'm not right now in the way that I was before. And well, I'm, that's and that never will be the same case. I don't know how to describe it. it. Just will never be the same. All right. With your first overall pick, the Browns. Go ahead. I am taking this game. I think this is you know, <laughs> for two <laughs> reasons. For like, the ninth time in ten weeks. Go ahead, Mark. No, for two reasons. Because I think this team is kind of fascinating to watch. Like, their defense is historically insane. And they have created, if they had a more competent offense, like, I, I think they'd be fairly unstoppable as an overall team. Because they've forced three and outs at a higher rate than any club this entire century. That's not right. easy to do. It's, 50, it's over 50%. Um, because of this, the Browns' offense has run 182 more plays than their opponents, which is more than double than the next team. Wow. Like, they are shutting down drives, and their offense is being given the ball back at a quicker, faster, more dangerous pace. But Cleveland's offense is 29th in EPA per game, 23rd in points per drive, and 30th in yards per play. Um, we know they're working around injuries, but it's like the one thing I find interesting is that there isn't, this is the opposite of a fractured team. Like, that would be the, like, they're winning, so that changes some of it. But this would be the medicine or the setup for, like, the defense to be revolting. Instead, like, everything they've said, everything they've done as an overall group has been the opposite of that. I think that's to the credit of Kevin Stefanski. Who as long I as you was, win. As long as you win, it does You won't keep, have players-only meetings. Right. You won't have they, rumbling right. from wide receivers. They also won a game 39-38 to 38 and 33-31. to 31. So they, the defense knows that in some big spots, their offense has actually bailed them out. Yes, that was with, that's true. There were different players involved at that, that point. But I would just say, like, this is not, this Denver team is completely different than the team that we focused on early. They're like fifth in defense overall right now in the, over the last five weeks. Like, they've been, a, we saw them on, on, on Monday night, or on Sunday night, look much more competent on offense too. And that's been the case with Russell Wilson for a while. And I will say, when you go into out the altitude thing, mm -hmm. I'll never forget, I went um, with a family, with our, our, a couple of families went on a ski, a ski trip to Colorado back when I was like in sixth grade. <laughs> and like you fly into Denver and you think like, this is going to be fine. We're going to go skiing. And like me and this girl from another family, like had to stay home the first day and watch like, you know, I love Lucy all morning because we could, we were like throwing up left and right with altitude sickness. So I always factor that in. Okay. Yeah. Cleveland's had it's a tough, tough time in Denver tough, historically tough in my it's childhood. Toughie toughy atmosphere. Um, I a think, minor note, but. I think, Mark, that and you look at like their schedule the rest of the way, um, I pretty much see all games that are going to come down to about a field goal. Yeah. I think that's just who the, the way the offense is built. And, and you got to give Thompson Robinson some credit because he made throws that you, you know, you kind of got to make to be playing at this level. Uh, but on that last drive, he, he hit. He hit on three completions that got him in field goal range, and then they get the kick, and away we go. I think you're going to be white-knuckling it throughout the season here, uh, but they have something special. Every team needs something special if you want to play in January football that counts, like, and they have this defense. So as long as the offense doesn't blow their season, and I don't right. think they will because I think they're going to – 
I think Stefanski is going to play this right where he's not going to he's going to play a conservative game. So I think 13-10 type games are going to happen a lot. And I think it's going to happen here against Denver as well. Right. They Look, they, they're kind of in a similar spot as the Jets, except they have a better defense ultimately as schedules helped, but a better defense and a better play caller, I think is important. A better overall yep. offensive system the, the Broncos are two and a half point favorites in this game. Uh, the over under is 35, but uh, mm. that is so, so low. Uh, but I totally get it. I I like the Browns in this game. I took the Browns last week. I hope Seth Spice, you know, finally uh, gets on board with the Browns. Uh, in Seth Spice. Picks. Are you? Spice doesn't know this, but Seth made an alteration to the Seth Spice picks and the, the Browns Ooh, have been picked. Wow. It, it's like a, it's almost like a head coach making a change of play caller because at a cer- certain point, it's your responsibility. It is not Spice Sess. It's Sess Spice mm. to control the enterprise and do what's right for the it's entire It's the week I made because I think I'm, I'm working with a, a savant. Right. I really I, do. I, uh, I think this is a reckoning though for Russell Wilson. I'm a little tired of like Oh, the old Russ is back, and they're doing. Oh, you hate it! You hate that he's having a nice. Well, year. first of all, he's nowhere near the old Russ. That's uh, not what we're they're saying. They're treating him like Who's he's a that? he's a rookie quarterback. Second, take your straw man with you. It's it's not a straw man. There's a lot of like <laughs> they're doing a great job. At some point, they have to advance from where they are. By far, the fewest air yards in the league per throw, Russell Wilson. So they're treating him like he's Dorian Thompson Robinson. Uh, his career, he he's never been under eight point two. He's at 6.8 right now. Uh, Greg, they're playing really well, and he's made reckoning. a lot of like big throws for them. And, and Sure. You know, that it's, he's not going to win the MVP. I think most of us because thought- the defense has given them 12 extra possessions the last The idea was that entering right. the season That's was it. that he was cooked. He's I, most of us thought he'd be benched by now. Right? Looks, he would have been benched right. by now. I think this, okay. if he can be effective against the Browns, and I don't mean like light him up, but not be a, a reason that they lose that that would say a lot i have my doubt he's not dangerous anymore no but he's he's not you know he's still the entrenched starter and no he he reminds me so much of teddy bridgewater good. under sean payton okay. that's exactly but you love teddy bridgewater right you love him more than you love your children <laughs> and here you are burying russ still what is it what it did is he a do pretty good counter I'm not, I'm not burying him it's a good counter <laughs> um like are, just like the let's calm down all right, I hear it, and I know generally what you mean. Find me the people that are hyped up, though. I mean, I think people are just saying he's not last year. Right. It's hard to watch. I guess I would just push back on you saying, like, they're so, they're different defensively than they were the first five weeks. They've been the same offensive team, basically, well, I said time. I said yeah. defense yeah, last yeah, five weeks, yeah. and they've got, like, 42 turnovers. That was the Game of the Week presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook and use code ATN. That's code ATN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Greg, let's do Bill's Eagles. That's uh, the Tony Romo, Jim Nance game. Nice game. Why didn't you take this one, Mark? Because I know what happens. Everyone is going to be watching this. So it's like, I don't like that dynamic where I pick a game that 17 people are talking about at the same time. Whoa, that's an interesting. Interesting. Why does that matter? You already knew that. That is interesting. That happened when I picked Cowboys Eagles. And it's like, why am I reporting on this game? Messing a, a reporter, like this game's mine. By, I don't want your no, opinion. By on nature, it. by nature, a reporter should be uh, be able to offer something that the people he's reporting there doesn't know. And it's like I'm talking to people who isn't. I'd, this I'd rather that than in the end we all kind of honk on all the games. So I'd rather have the game where other people are giving more informed. I want to see how the altitude affects the 
kind of uh, yeah. eye open. That was an eye opener there. That was uh, that, is, also, that is not an unusual or new comment for me. And once again, for the second straight week, you're messing with the sanctity of the draft. Like, no, know, I like the that. First pick, I like, like the it. big game. We get into it. I'm excited. There's nothing I could have done that you would not have found a way to need. You take Buffalo, that. Philly one, and then you go back and you, you know what? Cleveland, Denver two. I'm bored with the Bills. Okay, go ahead. You start then. Tell I us mean, why you're bored. Wow. I am. I'm over it. Not only is he doesn't want to talk about uh, the game I'm that everyone's going to watch, he's taking my game. I'm not. He's, he's introducing the no, game. No, you go, Greg. You no, go. You go. I'm I, like bo- I am. It's I am funny. bored with the Bills. I. I Why? Like, I want to. I want you to continue that. I first of all, like I just feel the energy around them. It's like I feel like they're on every week on national television. It's like an That's up fair. and down affair. It's like good Josh Allen, bad Josh Allen. Like you fight. You used your play caller as your scapegoat scenario. Who's the next scapegoat? Because if they continue, well, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. They had a really nice showing. They won thirty-two-six. I know, but I know like, the Jets well, are free fall. But you didn't need like that. Like I thought that move was suspicious, and it signaled to me something weird going on. But in that we organization. we all agree with that. That general feeling around Buffalo, but in the here and now, it, we they had a had an eighty run eighty yard play to Shakir and a beautiful throw by Allen. They played mistake free football for the most part. They were. Uh, everything that I think what Sean McDermott was hoping would come out of that firing, which was the offense looking good, uh, the team playing cohesively. You beat a broken down Jets team. Yeah, but that's, okay. that's all past. Like they they got an Eagles matchup. They got everything in front of them. They're six and five. I think this can still be a playoff team. I think this Eagles team has has not been as good as their record. And and I am curious. Just this is a spot here for the Bills to change their season. And, yes. And and I think You're right. They, I think they can do it. I am curious what, what they'll do on offense a little bit. You know, Shakir has emerged as their second best wide receiver in my mind. Kincaid has emerged as a, as a big time player that they, they started getting back into the two tight ends last week with Quentin Morris on the field. And they, they've been running well. Like this is a chance for a team that's been consistently at the top of the game to basically erase everything that's happened before it. You go win this game. They know how big a game is. You did sense a different back against the wall type of energy with them with, with digs on the sideline and giving all this leadership talk and him and Allen are like loving each other. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's easier when it was a win, but even early in that game, I, I just sense this is a team that knows this is a big type of big time of season and they've been in some big time games. And I, I kind of think they're going to win this game. Like, I don't know if that's, I mean, I think it's a coin flip, but I, I kind of like I, them in this spot. I feel like they are, um, a very tough team to figure out what happens next in their season because it is there is plenty of talent there and they have a special quarterback who's been mistake prone but uh, maybe a come to Jesus moment with how things played out the last couple of weeks and yes this is such a huge inflection point moment in their season at Philly against an Eagles team that is yes has one loss to the Jets weirdly um, but um, week after week I watch him and I say it's not like this team can't get picked off. And they're very good at home. And I very nearly locked them, actually, today. But even as I was thinking to myself, I was like, I don't know, man. Do I really think that Philly in this kind of in their rocking chair right now at 9-1 and one is a team that is safe against a Buffalo team that's kind of got to have it with a, after their bye? They are at Kansas City v. Dallas. They, they kind of – this is in a lot of ways, and you know McDermott and behind the scenes the way they're talking it up, like this is our season right here. It's our chance to make a big statement um, so I feel pretty good about the Bills too, and I, I, um, it's a coin flip to me, but it would not surprise me. I think the Eagles, unlike Buffalo, can win so many different ways, and they're in, they're in Philadelphia. I feel like we're not really giving the neither, Eagles neither enough is, credit here. Neither's the 
the lines makers here. Three and a half points. I only. could care less what they're doing. Oh, uh, I don't like. I'm saying like this is like the Eagles are the are. Them and the Niners. Uh, there is no. I would never put Buffalo in the Eagles category. Philly right is now. an excellent home team. There's no. I mean, they that. find so many different ways to win, and the way they did it against Kansas City, it's just like uh, I. I don't know. Defensively, I, I'm with you. I. I think the Bills will have a hard time stopping Jalen Hurts and in, in this running game, the way they looked last. You know, I, they they didn't do great for most of that game against Kansas City, but just personnel wise. I mean, Jason Kelsey, that was like. That was like a Hall of Fame uh, resume type of game for Jason Kelsey. It was all it's the year of Jason Kelsey. Oh, did you Somehow. see that? Do you see that one clear out block where he sprinted down <laughs> yes. the field and like it was crazy yards? Well, people a, like he makes center look. It yeah. makes it fun to play center. So know? I think they can mow down the Bills, but I just got a feeling team seasons change so many times, and I just think these two teams. I don't feel that that much differently than I did coming into the season, where they both have a chance still to to do a lot. Um, I got. Predictably, some pushback from certain corners of Philadelphia uh, or Pennsylvania oh, about yeah. my <laughs> comments about Nick Sirianni, who sometimes just needs a little whack in the head just to be like, shh, you, enough. You had it uh, down to like a woman's glove that she'd take off and slap it with a glove. That's you go, stop it. Yeah. And um, I heard from some Eagles fans, including uh, our buddy Dan Soupy Campbell from the Wonder Years, uh, who was not happy with my, my commentary um and then uh you know and just the way it is and you could say i'm right or i'm wrong um i think a lot of you know that i'm right about this uh then i get this video sent my way from right after mm. the chiefs game of siriano heading towards the tunnel <laughs> you don't find too many coaches doing that you know that there is <laughs> Or I, I'm going to posit that there was at least, first of all, he's getting a lot of grief from Chiefs fans, I'm sure, during the game. But there was probably just one comment in there from some Chiefs fan during the game that stuck in his craw. Yeah. And it didn't get out of his head. And I like he's fired. I know you love it, Greg. Uh, Nick Sirianni. Why, why do you have to take it? Why do you have to take it from these goons in the crowd? You should be I mean, by the that. way, can we, uh, can we at least have some general self-awareness like, you won the game because a guy dropped a, a ball in the end zone. So let, why don't we just get to the locker room and get on the bus and get out of town? I mean, Nick yeah, Sirianni. The Chiefs win a Super Bowl because of a holding call. You don't apologize. For let me see. Let me see that again. I want to watch that again. I mean, this is the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, ladies and gentlemen. The head coach. <laughs> I kind of love it. That's I mean, from, what's worse, you had Mike Dicka throwing that's gum from, into someone's hair. Remember that? That's from NBC Sports Philly. Nick Siriano is your friend who got arrested for a road rage incident. <laughs> Nick Siriano is the guy Siriani. who doesn't. Siriani is the guy who doesn't pay his fantasy dues before the deadline because, quote, you could take it out of my winnings. Nick Siriani <laughs> is the guy who said he's never listened to the Beatles before because they suck. Uh, Nick Siriani, I got some more. This one I asked uh, Zumwalt to write me a few. Um, oh, this one's from my buddy Bob. Nick Sirianni still has a subscription to Maxim. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I got a couple more here. Nick Sirianni proudly claims Bradley Cooper's character from Silver Linings Playbook was crafted after him. Uh, Nick Sirianni has never met a mascot he couldn't punch in the so fake face. What is Nick Sirianni is the friend who hangs out at your house to use your Wi-Fi so he can apply for jobs. Um, <laughs> that's the guy. That's your hero, Nick Sirianni. The most accurate one there was the guy who doesn't play his league fees because he can take it out of my winning. 
That's so good. <laughs> Nick Sirianni has multiple Instagram photos with friends where they're all doing... Oh, I actually can't say that. All right, let's... Come on, Bob, I can't work that blue. <laughs> Reading in real time. All right. Uh-oh, the zoo. The zoo. You mentioned earlier that you were going to lock up the Eagles, switched off, did a mm-hmm. little lock play date with Mark, but... Well, it is Somebody um, weighed in and has their opinion on the Eagles. All right, let's hear it. Hello, heroes. Yeah, you guessed it. I'm feeling myself after last week. <laughs> taking a four-point underdog on the road against Patrick They were two Mahomes. and a half. He keeps Who bumping this up inaccurate. I two and a half. Two and a half. All Let year, talk. you guys have had this narrative <laughs> that the zoo doesn't have it together. Guess what? We're coming after you, Greggy. You play your conservative game just like the NFL. You play conservative, you go home. Bottom line is, I have to do this video because you didn't take the six and a half point favorite last week. You only took a four point home favorite. That's fine. Again, you take, you play your game. We're play ours. Hey, what was last? We're coming week? after that trophy, baby. Right. And this week, we're flying high with the Eagles again. I told you all year, the Bills aren't making the playoffs. They take another step back this week. Jalen Hurts. AJ Brown and the rest of the gang fly high, lock it up. And happy okay. Thanksgiving to all of the Wesley. Happy Thanksgiving to I Nick. <laughs> I wish I was there. I love uh, he he gets fiery on the text, but then he also sends very very nice texts. It's the duality of man. But I have to just point out factually, he's always lying about these spreads. Oh boy. Uh, the Ravens were a two and a half point favorite last week. He it's always inflating. His team was only a two and a half point. So it's just like. Come up with the facts when when you're gonna throw a number out. Just lie. We're we're clocking you, Nick. I'm clocking you. Uh, Nick Sirianni's girlfriend wants you to know he's really not like this when it's just the two of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, (laughs) we're so behind base. Uh, All right, I am up. Here we go. You know it's Thanksgiving. We're having a nice, fun preview show. Everybody's enjoying. Everybody's listening right now with a big smile on their face. Now the people behind the glass doing the show with us. Yeah, they could have been home filled, thirty minutes ago. Filled with rage, but I'm I'm gonna try to speed it up now. Starting with our next game, I am picking, and I feel like I keep missing every week. Like wherever I'm drafting, when I'm at the top of a draft board, nothing good. Right. When I'm at the bottom of the draft board, the both games get picked. Uh, let's see. I am up, and I will grab <laughs> Chiefs at Raiders. Not the best Sunday. Nope. Um. And uh, I find the Chiefs to be a deeply frustrating watch. But I also um, am kind of fascinated by what Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are going to do to get out of this mess. Uh, it is a eight and a half point spread. And I do kind of owe the Raiders an apology because I thought that the Dolphins were going to kind of bring them back down to earth. And uh, while they didn't win the game, uh, like we said, they kept it close and had multiple chances down the stretch to even potentially steal that game. So credit where credit is due. The firing of Josh McDaniels um, has really sparked this team. Antonio Pierce deserves a lot of credit and the rest of that team because uh, those things could go two ways. It could also go the other way where you stop competing and you get blown out by three touchdowns every week. The Raiders are in it to win it or at least attempt to win it. So I would say the Chiefs coming off a wildly frustrating loss uh, to the Eagles, a game that they lost in five different ways are going to show up angry. And Travis Kelsey coming off one of his worst games ever is going to go off in this game. And Mahomes is going to make make it happen and, and make it rain points. But at this point, I can't do it anymore. I can't just assume the Chiefs can turn it on. I've seen them do it maybe once this season. It was a first half, I believe, against the Cardinals 
where they were kind of totally just cooking. And and and, and the since Bears, then, yeah. uh, the Bears, and they were even shut out, I think, in the second half of that game or close to it. Um, can that team show up again? Maybe. But it's also very possible this game, Mark, is... 20 to 14 in the fourth quarter. I could see that. I like the Dolphins defense um, under like, or sorry, the Raiders defense uh, with Patrick Graham running the show. And you want to look at their offense post Josh McDaniels. Um, you know, and it was really good at game a, not so good against the Dolphins um, up and down, but their defense, I thought gave Miami a lot of problems. If you take Tyreek Hill out of that game, and I, I understand that's not how it works, but like they really caused, they coaxed two into some mistakes um, they played with a lot more aggression. I just think that this team needed this change. I see the Raiders through new eyes. And the microcosm with the Chiefs is that they haven't figured out this overall global pro- problem with their, with their passing game. But inside of, like, games itself, like, they haven't figured it out in the second half. They've scored one second-half touchdown or one fourth-quarter touchdown. Um, they're in these close games. And I'm with you. They're on the road here. And it's like, what's so different from a couple days ago when Donna Kelsey, like the most famous mom in America, mm-hmm. is watching her son and the Chiefs melt down in a huge moment on Monday Night Football. Well, I think the difference is, well, the weather helps, you know, you're indoors, but mostly that you're playing against Aiden O'Connell and that your defense showed me a lot on yeah. Monday night. We didn't talk about that enough, how great that defense was. Their defense was is against Super Bowl Billy. level. Right, they, yeah. they didn't give up, the, even despite all those possessions the Chiefs kept giving them, it was under 250 yards, and that was a show-me-something game for the Chiefs defense, too, where, man, it, it's very much a sign of the 2023 season. You, you think back to that Super Bowl and these two MVP candidates, Hurts and Mahomes going up and down the field. That's 2022. Fast forward to 2023, and it's a defensive slugfest, and the Chiefs are a legit, top, like, there's no more waiting around. They're a legit top five defense, and that against a, a rookie quarterback who, who's not bad, but is a little robotic going through his reads and everything. It's a lot to handle, and I just think they can wear you down because until that second half, and even really the fourth quarter, it's like I was impressed that the Chiefs are moving the ball. They can run the ball. They're tough up front. They're not explosive, but they I think they can find a way to be efficient and beat, you know, relatively undermanned teams. I would say the one thing I am confident about is um, Kelsey and, and Mahomes getting back on the, on the right page, and maybe that leads to a big day, and that, that carries them, because I don't think the Chiefs' defense is going to give up a lot of points here. I think the Raiders could struggle to get to double digits or, uh, you know, two touchdowns could be asking a lot. So it feels like it sets up well for Casey to get right. I'd like to see, because we know – Watson ain't it, and we know Tony ain't it, and we know insert player here ain't it. Maybe uh, Rashe- Rasheed Rice. Like, we've talked about him. Like, maybe like he's Tony the guy. Tony has back. That was kind of fun. Okay. I mean, that's they got to use him in inventive ways to get the most out of him. But Rice, we've kind of all circled as maybe he's the guy that needs Correct. to step up. Somebody does, or it's not going to happen for the Chiefs. Let's move on. Snakes to me. Really not great, but, uh, you know, maybe even – this one kind of sticks it to Greg. It's not on purpose, Greg, because I'm sure you wanted to watch it. Saints at Falcons. Great rivalry. That, that does stick it to me. These teams hate I really it. wanted to watch it because this, to me, is a perfect Saints-Falcons game. These teams hate each other. These fan bases despise and detest one another. There's nothing out of bounds between Saints fans and Falcons fans. And now they're fighting for first place in the NFC South. Um not sure what we have going on in the quarterback situation for New Orleans, but what I do know is that Desmond Ritter uh, is the starting quarterback in the plan now from Arthur Smith, genius of all geniuses, uh, is that it is Desmond Ritter's team for the rest of 
the year, and they will sink or swim with Ritter. I have my theories what will happen, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I wasn't surprised by this, especially with Heineke getting a little banged up before the bye, but it, it sounds like this was the plan all along. A reset. Arthur what, are they Smith. just giving him a mental like rest, basically? Exactly, and that they want to make this thing happen. And it, look, it's year three. They haven't been to the playoffs. They haven't had a winning record with Arthur Smith. It is very rare, and Robert Sal is probably thinking about this too, for a, a guy to get a fourth year if uh, you haven't made the playoffs or, or had a winning record. It's extremely rare. So... He's putting his whole career on the line here for Ritter versus the Saints defense, which will be without Marshawn Lattimore, will be without Michael Thomas. And as Dan mentioned, Carr, as we're taping Wednesday morning, is uncertain. He's still in the concussion protocol, but there's varying levels of the bye. That's 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 not a good sign. But sometimes that just means, like, if even sometimes it means you can practice and by the end of the week you're cleared. I'm not like, I. I know that there are bigger Derek Carr fans than me. That's overt, but like I'm not, I'm not convinced that whether it's Carr, or Jameis Winston, that it's uh, there's that much of a gap or a chasm between the two. This year's version of Derek Carr. Oh man, Saints fans are so tired of Derek Carr. They would agree with you. They think they're getting the worst of Derek. Didn't Carr. we sort of say this is probably what will be how you'll be feeling frustrated and agitated by now? Um, but I, but I also think like if you got the best version of Derek Carr, that would not be the way. But it's like that he's not clicked with his offense. He hasn't even been Andy Dalton. And if anything, like Jameis, like the floor is insane. But the ceiling might be a little bit better if they get a little. If you get a wacky like high ceiling level version of Winston, that's, I kind of like. That's it. when my pushback comes in. They can't stand here. And hear Derek Carr slander, and then we're gonna. I be just like, think they're. But if you get the best version of James Winston, there is no best version di- of James Winston. They're different. They're not. James one, one Winston is not better than the other. They're just different. Right. Here's 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 why they're kind of apples and apples, even though they're different players. Derek Carr is Derek Carr is Derek Carr is Derek Carr. James Winston is James Winston is James Winston is James Winston. It's always going to be a turnover fest with some high level throws uh, mixed in. And if that's what you want, Saints fans, if you just want a little bit more of a roller coaster. I hear you, but be careful what you wish for because everywhere that guy's gone, he's lost and he's lost his job eventually. So whatever you yeah, sign up for, saying, but it's also like the, the difference is the one is made thirty is making thirty plus million a year and is guaranteed money into next right. year. So the frustration level with that, but they should have known. Yeah, they should have right. known. Like it was, he was always going to be in my in my opinion an upgrade over Winston, but he was never the answer. Like he kind of just a bridge to something. He has this crazy combo of both avoiding hits to a, an extreme degree by always getting rid of the ball too quickly and not going through his reads, and that's something that Winston will do. He'll get, he'll give his playmakers a chance. But then he also takes insanely difficult and massive hits. So it's sort of this weird combo that occasionally he just holds on to the ball way too long, and he'll take a huge hit, and he'll get hurt inside the pocket. The Saints are underdogs in this game. A little one point. But yeah. only one point uh, in Atlanta. Fine. This Falcons defense has quietly been disappointing, getting a little worse throughout the course of the season. I really think this is just a huge game for these two teams. I am annoyed. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed now. I'm honestly rethinking my draft strategy. Should I have taken this number one overall? I might have to work a trade. Well, I'll do a trade with you. I mean, for, I'm cross you. for freaking Saints Falcons. How how dumb is that? I don't know. What'd you say, Mark? <laughs> I'm annoyed now. You wanted it, too. I definitely, took, took I definitely didn't. This Browns, was not on my round. Wait, Browns, Broncos, pick one. You probably managed. Yes, game. pick one happened 77 minutes ago. So, um, all right, you're up. I am up. Uh, I'll take the first uh, Jaguars Texans division crown game of the week. 
Okay, now I feel pretty good. Forgot sure. that what that was there. Pinch yourself. A lot of internal monologue from Greg here being <laughs> spouted out in public. Well, I just, you know, that's it. I'll I trade feel, you. I'll trade you that game for Saints, uh, Falcons, feel, and a first. No, now I feel differently. Next I'm just week. gonna just take the draft as it came. It, it was meant to be. I get to watch C.J. Stroud. Uh, he is an one and a half point underdog. Wow. If I had known that, heck, I'm. Should we bring out the Rainmaker again? No, let's not go that far, but I like the Texans in this Right, game. you know you're talking out loud, right? I like to bring the people in, <laughs> bring them inside the mind. One and a half point favorites, Jack. Chaotic. Here, here I'm going to go uh, full, full like morning Fox FS1 show here. Go ahead. I'll just pose a question, which you already know the answer to based on my question. Got it. Would you rather have CJ Stroud? Or Trevor Lawrence. Oh, period. Because I, I'd rather have CJ Stroud. It's I'm already question. taking him for his career. Has Has Trevor Lawrence had highs that have approached CJ Stroud's highs? Yes. Has Trevor Lawrence been in the league now for what? This This is this his is third, third year. year. Mm -hmm. um, I think yeah. This is the first time where I'm this season where I'm like, man, maybe. Maybe he's not the generational talent that he was hyped up to be. He's really maybe good. he's just a a good to very good quarterback. Do I think that Lawrence, if everything lined up right, is a, has a Super Bowl level quarterback potentially? Yes. Um, Stroud, however, has just been fantastic as a rookie. So it's kind of like you almost have to go with Stroud. You almost have to, right? I just for me because I think one thing that's a, a development that we didn't see coming that's pretty great for an AFC South that's been milk toast for a long time is that. For the next 15 years, these two quarterbacks are going to go at each other like a Manning and Brady type situation, and I think. Hopefully Richardson gets in that mix. I'm and not Richardson putting him too. There, but he's fun. I'm not putting him there yet. But I would say this. It's like whenever I pick between those two, I always was a Brady guy. Like, it's just how they make me feel. And, like, Stroud has changed the way I feel about this season. And I, I think Lawrence is awesome, but he's just Trevor Lawrence to me. Like, I just I would, I, I feel the way you feel about C.J. Stroud and watching him play. I think it's so also so exciting that he just toppled the draft community in terms of the S2 test I've talked about the ball that uh, that's always been on my radar and it's like we need to see players differently and like CJ Stroud's response like people are like like are, are in fairness again like a ton of people had Stroud first like I know the draft I know I, mean. I know I understand that but like, went number two overall like our research packet asked yeah. like can CJ Stroud recover from his three interception performance it's like he already made that clear in the post-game comments. He's like, I'm going to keep throwing the ball the way I do it. And, like, he was literally not affected by all. Is that a shot against the NFL research No, no, like, it's just a topic. It's like he, he had his first really rough game turnover-wise after in this hot streak. And it's like I have full trust that he'll recover. It, it's a great game. But, you know, before we move on, just, like, they take over first place in the AFC South, Dan. Mm. They win the Texans. That, that was quick. They're gonna win playoff games, and I and but they're two back if they lose, and and they no longer have the tiebreaker anymore because they be, have split. So it, it's a huge, huge game. And the Jags, to their credit, really changed up what they did last week. They got a lot of criticism for dink and dunk and dink and dunk, and they went heavy play action. The deepest targets they had all year. It helped that Zay Jones was back. All of uh, Calvin Ridley's big games have been with Zay on the field because then you can move Ridley around anymore. So they were much more aggressive, way more play action. I think you'll see more of that. It was a little more of the Trevor you want to see. So one, that's good. It was a different Jags team. One quick thing, like, because you know how you, you have the 17th game and they throw in, like, another division that you play? It's like the tick here was that the Jaguars got the Niners and got totally clocked, and mm. the Texans got the Cardinals. I, I do wonder, if you are the Houston Texans we're seeing right now, would you have lost, what was it, 34-3 to to San Francisco? I think they give them a better fight. 
I don't think they're losing thirty-four to three to get to anyone. But this is a big and this test. is why I hate that that Fox stuff sometimes. Like Fox taking a strike, um, because I still do believe in Trevor Lawrence. I just think it hasn't kind of come together this year the way it has, and also Stroud's on pace to throw for like five thousand yards and thirty touchdowns as a rookie. So it, it, there's just you can't go wrong with either one. I guess what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a big test for them though against a really good Jags defense too. So I, I I'm not necessarily assuming it's going to be all. All roses here. Uh, here is, by the way, the research notes, the full setup mark. <laughs> Will rookie phenom C.J. Stroud, the little little pop off the top rope. That's fair. Start, bounce back after three INT game, but this is an important close, against the NFL's most opportunistic defense. Mm. It's, it's, it wasn't a me versus the research packet like scenario. Okay. Um, I just, I was, I said the, the answer I already had in my head. Yes, he will. Yes. He even did in the last I think, game. I think what they're getting across is that Jacksonville is, um, uh, aggressive and opportunistic and, and CJ well, yeah, likes to throw the ball. Yes. They use the word opportunity. Yes. They're, they're an aggressive team that kind of has a, they have a nose for the ball mark and, and shroud is not afraid. I, I don't, I am not trying to confront an entire department here within the building. They do excellent work. And I, you know, I use their, Oh, the guy in the like, trench coats coming through. I know. Just be careful here. It's All right, let's uh, move on. Mark, you're up next. Uh, it's getting ugly. It's getting ugly, but I'm going to go Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Um, AFC North tracking that division, like the most interesting division in football right now. Uh, I, as much as CJ Stroud and the Texans, um, make me excited for this season as a completely new story. What's happened to the Bengals is the worst thing that's happened to the entire league. Uh, we lost, I think, the MVP in Joe Burrow. We lost what I think could have been the AFC champion in the Cincinnati Bengals. And now you're in a world where Jake Browning is taking no, over. No! And we don't know a lot about him. He looked pretty good in the preseason, I thought, to some degree. Um, he's 27. The one thing, I was just trying to read what people were saying about him in general. And it's like, is the offense going to change? Are you going to like, they're saying we're going to try to keep the same offense. I get that it's like. Good luck. It, I know exactly. I mean, you know, but what little, like little nuggets about how they feel about the person, you know, because you can feel this with certain quarterbacks and like over and over, they're like, we just feel that this guy, the, the qualities he has, he's super calm and super collected and super confident. I know that maybe that means nothing to us, but he also did. They if you better, think about they it, better love the person because he has no resume, and they went into the season. But I think they do. Him as the backup. I think right. they do, and I also think his that resume it, is he's twenty-seven. No, the other thing though, I'd say is like he. <laughs> if the, if there's any benefit to the fact that like Burrow's been so in and out of the lineup and missed a big chunk of time, is that he got more work with some of these players than he would have if he had been, you know, Peyton Manning's backup back in the day, and you don't even see the field. I know the numbers weren't great. It didn't look too big for him against Baltimore, so that was a an early encouraging sign. But it's totally changed, you know, how you look at the Bengals. That they're underdogs in this game just by a point. Steelers favored by one, and but the Steelers are a team again. They still haven't outgained anyone, and they finally did it. They got rid of Matt Canada since we last talked. Name Canada, and, and, and uh, I get it. You wanted to make a change, but I was a little confused. Because their new offensive coordinator is not calling the plays. So Yeah, this is very well, it's like unusual. Split. It's one of these splits. Mike Tomlin is splitting the baby. Mike Sullivan. I hate who, that expression. That is grotesque. Right. I mean, they just he's just cutting that baby in half. It's biblical. You I mean, you know that. I didn't know that it was what what are they doing? They're cutting babies. It was like, uh, I mean, this is my baby. Going on back there. It's my baby. And then and then they were like, All right, we'll, we'll split the baby down and then you can both and then uh, one of the the one person said, "No, no, never do that." And then they awarded the baby to the person 
that uh, said that don't do that. Don't good. split the Dan, baby. Dan, that was a good parable. Thank you very much. That is that true? I think so. I mean, it couldn't be up here for I no reason. So. It's how it makes. Let sense. me I'll Google it. Split baby Bible. I'll Anyways, get back to you. Running backs coach Eddie Faulkner is the OC. He's organizing, and he's kind of running the show. But Mike Sullivan, who you might remember back with the Giants back in the day, and I know he played college. Hey, Greg, it has roots in Hebrew lore. Good job, buddy. Okay. Uh, I'm Big spot not, for Rosenthal. Not aware of anything too religious. That's or so you thought. How I was raised, and uh, Mike <laughs> Sullivan's pl- calling the plays, most of the plays. So it, that that part's all a little confusing. But they wanted to change things up. Pe- people seem happy. Will that make Kenny Pickett any more inspiring? I sort of doubt it, but it's a nice matchup because the the real issue with the Bengals, you know, trying to win games without Joe Burrow is J- is that the defense has been bad. They've given up more explosive plays than any team in the league. There's a pretty crazy Kenny Pickett stat out there that he has a 1.9 passing touchdown percentage. Um, obviously bad. He has six touchdowns on the year, which is no different than the Giants quarterback who's been there for weeks. Um, that's the lowest percentage in NFL history. Like he's he's historically setting records for being unproductive and finding the end. Yeah, so I've been watching quarterbacks like him my whole life for my team. He can't play. He can't play. And I think... But he looks better than some of those quarterbacks that can't play, though. He, but it's, it's the same DNA where, like, look at how many touchdowns the offense scores. They don't move... They don't consistently move the ball. The game on the line uh, this past week, the, just a, a, a grim three and out where it was a pass to the right that wasn't handled. Then he sailed one out of bounds to the left, and then he sailed one out of bounds to the, to the right, and it was... Then they're punting it away, and then the, the Browns win the game. And I just wonder now, because Tomlin's obviously not going anywhere, nor should he, uh, now Canada's gone. How much longer does Pickett, do we continue with this Pickett charade if you're Pittsburgh? Uh, just when they can't, when's the last time they had 400 yards in a game? Well, it's like never under Canada. No, it was like eight, like eons ago. So Canada's out Back now. in the Hebrew times. So, they've actually been running the ball well. If they, Yeah, and Warren's become a really nice surprise to them. Like, if, if, if they don't start doing something now, He's next, and he should be next because you don't just get an infinite rope, even as a first-round pick. He, it wasn't like he was a top-five pick or anything. He was, what, a late first-round guy? Still like, a first-round quarterback, but, yeah. The rope's not quite as long. That's all I'm saying. Nor should it be. I don't know. You guys believe him? No, I agree I think with he's you. just middle of the road. I've been on team. This this team would be better with Mitchell Trubisky as their starter. But I don't think and that not, either, though. I'm not. How much better? And, and, enough better that it would make a difference in, in potentially wins and losses. I don't, mm. I don't know. I mean, like Mitchell Trubisky, like within a, within two weeks, we'd be. Let's take another look at Kenny Pickett. Um, we're going to take a break before we finish the draft. But first, the phrase split the baby has its roots in Hebrew lore in the story recorded at 1 Kings 3, 16, 18 of two mothers claiming before King Solomon that each was the real mother of an infant son. The wise king ordered that the baby be split in two with one half of the baby going to each mother. The first mother's position was to accept the king's judgment as fair. What a psychopath. And the seconds well, was not the mother. The seconds was to give the baby to the first, whereupon the king determined that the infant son obviously belonged to the second, as evidenced by her willingness to sacrifice her own self-interest for good for the good of the child, as a true mother would. The wise king. Well, I think the first one just wasn't aware of how babies work. You know, she's a dummy, big old if dummy. You split yeah. it in yeah. half. No one's got a baby. So she was or either a psychopath. All, not all moms. Or, we're just yeah. assuming all moms are great. Not true necessarily. Maybe, They're not all. Maybe it could Uh-oh. have been the first. But maybe you know so what? Maybe the king got it wrong. But mothers should all be treated with respect, Mark. I I would agree with that. Gotcha. No argument there. Gotcha. <laughs> all right, let's take a break and then we'll finish the draft. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, dance bro. <laughs> Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. All right, let's close this thing up. Mark, next to you. All right, I'm going to take um, a disaster zone contest. Patriots at Giants. Uh, I want to watch a little Tommy DeVito. I think that's exciting. He's been sacked. 20 times in three games, but I thought he looked good last week. First of all, he looked great for he like great. what, what was expected to what we're getting. I mean, that's, uh, you got to give it up for the, the Jersey boy. I would just say though, how good do you want to look? Because these two teams are in contention. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're Brian Dayball and you get that first overall pick, like you can start to say, well, listen, now we're going to do what I've been planning to do all along with a new quarterback. But I wonder what if this is quietly like Bill Belichick's greatest coaching job. Because Go he's ahead. taken all the strays and bows and arrows and like people are just like saying that he doesn't have it anymore. There's a lot of ageism going on, but he's quietly tanking. And this week we're probably going to see multiple quarterbacks, if not a, just another terrible version of Mac Jones. And, you, and you're the team that gets that number one pick. So it's like, what's your strategy here almost? I think if you're the well, Patriots, what, you this, like, do you want to win? That theory not, holds. not trying to lose. That theory would only hold if he has assurances behind the scenes that he's their coach. I just year, love you. I don't think I don't think happening. so either, but I, I yeah. lo- what I even love the most is, like, if it were so deep state that they were like, 
let's cook up narratives that there's all this infighting and Kraft and Belichick don't like each other. But like, let's just do a soft like Peyton Manning. Out but why would they non- need to add that? Like, what is that? I don't know because it seems so. It's so because then no one would believe the concept that they're actually just losing. I think we're these games. Yeah. Oh, I'm, as a cover for the tent. Yeah, it's I, like okay. they're, they're in disorder. They're in disarray. Bill Belichick is senile. Old. Like, I'm, I'm past giving Bill Belichick the benefit of the doubt that he has some master plan to get the ball into the red zone and then Mac Jones throws a, a horrific pick. Uh, I can't believe Mac Jones he's, looks he's like the he, goat. Uh, right. <laughs> I can't believe Mac Jones looks like he's going to be the starter. He said in his news his press conference today, he, he said, I think that's the plan, but it, he, he hasn't been told, but he thinks that's the plan because it sounds like he's that's taking rough. most of the reps, but not all the reps. It's just like, come on, bro. They are what? three points what? favorites. What? <laughs> the Patriots are what? still three what? point favorites on the road, which is surprising to me. I know, I know Tommy DeVito's struggling, Oh, but man. He uh, didn't struggle last week. Okay, fair enough. And that the defense, you know, they got a front line. This is such a big game. So if the Patriots win this game, according to Seth Walder at ESPN, they only have a 9% chance of getting a top two pick. But if they lose this game, it's up to 38%. It's a similar spread on both sides for the Giants. And if you really want to go crazy in terms of galaxy brain thinking, go ahead. Uh, how about the Patriots try to win this game the Giants keep losing, get Brian Dable fired, and then Bill Belichick's the Giants coach next year. Oh, that's like when Hugh Jackson <laughs> traded Carson. He t- he basically had the Bengals trade for Carson Palmer for the Raiders and then went back to the Bengals and had a bunch of draft picks. So, wait, so <laughs> Dable gets fired, Belichick takes the Giants stop and takes a quarterback? Is yeah, he, he back gets to it, so he gives And then Dable goes and rejoins McDermott as the OC and sticks it to the Jets and the Patriots on top of it. This is what you've brought us to. All right. Giants. Uh, Rough one. And uh, shout out. I don't know if I said it on Sunday, but again, every week, Saquon Barkley is playing at a very high level in difficult circumstances. He had an incredible touchdown pass uh, as you're watching here on the video show. Great job by Madison and company behind the glass. Um, So we'll see if he can keep it up. Uh, Three point spread that game. All right, Greg, you are up. All right, I will. Uh, I'll take the remaining late game because uh, someone's got to. It's Rams. It's Cardinals. You like it? Oh, I love it. It's NFC West. This Cardinals team much more uh, exciting with Kyler Murray. Although Josh Dobbs hmm. was fun, so I take that back. But they've been competitive in two straight games uh, with Kyler Murray. He he's been fun to watch. The Rams are one point favorites on the road. And uh, Fox is giving it the old Chris Myers, Robert Smith treatment, which I believe means it's their least boring uh, prioritized game of the week. <laughs> Little That's shots fired there. But uh, I love Hey, the Rams just just win this game. You kind of own the Cardinals under Sean McVay and you're to five and six. And I didn't think Stafford played his, his best game last week against the Seahawks, but y- you found a way to uh, escape. If you remember, the last time these two teams played, Kyron Williams lit him up for 158 yards. We haven't seen Kyron Williams since. He's back in this game, and uh, I think their running game showed some signs of life late in that game against Seattle. We might get Cooper Cup. It actually sounds like he has a, a decent chance to play this week to return despite that ankle. That was a weird game because the Rams did, I think they had like 10 yards rushing in the first half. And then lit him up. Williams came back and like they leaned into it. And I, they kind of last week against Seattle did something similar on a smaller scale where they went, they went heavy and like they started to brutalize Seattle on the ground and it kept them in that game and they won it. And they, 
I don't know. They had no business winning that game from some angles. But uh, I think part of it for me with the Rams, like, like I feel like with each contest, Matthew Stafford's taking some sort of like physical brutality. And it's just like, is, yeah. is he going to last this season? And their line's been okay. I don't think they've had a – they've improved quite a bit, I would say. And this is a nice matchup. The Cardinals' defense does not get after the quarterback. Tyler right. Murray looks good on the ground. Let's keep moving. Let's finish out this draft. I got two picks. We'll start with Carolina uh, at Tennessee. Uh, let's see. All right. So what do you have here? What do we got? Well, on the Panther side of things, uh, you have a team that's just now trying to figure out how to put enough – sunshine uh, poking through the clouds where the head coach and his staff gets a second year. Uh, that is, that's what we're up against now. And you're starting, I think, feel like you're hearing some whispers now that is really in play with an impatient owner involved here. The Panthers are at their worst record um, through 10 games since 2010. They finished two and 14 this year. That is certainly within the range of outcomes, two and 14 or two and 15 this year. So they need to get something, some good news. And, and you know what the Tennessee Titans they have an opportunity to do something because Tennessee is not a very good team. And we've been waiting, Greg, for uh, Will Levis in this offense to, to give us some more fireworks. And, and the waiting continues. Yeah, this is the team I, I'm struggling to know what to say on a week-to-week basis. So I decided to uh, reach out to our former producer, Justin Graver. Yeah. Also uh, host of the Music City Audible podcast, which you guys should Music check. City Audible. Yes. Yeah. And uh, wherever I, you get your podcast, I said, I don't know what to say about this team anymore. Maybe I'll just until they prove that they have something interesting. Say, I'll just go to Graver yeah. for a weekly statement. And I like so that. for this week, he has given me the let's fact, get the missive. Let's get the missive <laughs> uh, that the Titans are undefeated at Nissan Stadium. Did you know their stadium's called Nissan Stadium? That was news. Not, it's not great. Three and oh, averaging 27 points per game. And they play five of their last seven games at Nissan Stadium. So maybe. They can make a run here. Thank you, Justin Graver. <laughs> you know what? Let's. Uh, I like this. I you like this it. as a uh, as a, a, a segment going forward. But you know what? I want to make it a video segment. Let's get a, let's get him to wow. send us something every week okay, until wow. the season's over. Mercifully, raise the bar a bit for Nashville's football club. Uh, let's hit the final game: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> turn it around, Bryce Young, please. It keeps getting worse and worse. This is a good matchup. Please turn around, Bryce yeah. Young, because it is getting grim. Help him to getting grim, Frank Reich. Well, I think the last three weeks were by far his worst three weeks since week one. Who's so the play caller now? I, I lose track. It's Reich. Frank again. Reich. I just mean this is a good he matchup. Got brutalized Titans last week. Defense not playing well. Like let's please. Ugh. Finally, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Indianapolis to face the Colts, who kind of under the radar. I kind of assume the Colts were out of the mix, and then you look. <laughs> oh wait, the Colts are actually five and five. Like they're one of those teams that's in contention and 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 fighting uh, for a chance, and even you know with the Jaguars coming back down to earth a little bit, it's the the South is pretty wide open right now, um, and they're coming out of their bye week. So you kind of like admit it, like everyone totally forgot the Colts existed, right? Yeah, like they were just gone, and we're like, I, oh, they're not in the league these anymore. Bye weeks, especially yeah. some especially of when they were especially in, this team, yeah, yeah. and they were in Germany, <laughs> uh, they were they were off the continent in a game that was very yeah. forgettable. But they do exist, so they come back from the bye now, and now uh, you get the 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 Bucks, and um, you know, I don't know what else to say really, but you know about it. Uh, these are the two teams. These games are, are both. This these is games Baker Mayfield versus issues. Gardner Minshew. For I, I for a period of time thought we're the same person, you know, just but they're they are such similar quarterbacks. I will say this about the Bucks, like. 
they could not they got wrecked wrecked against San Francisco's offense. But Baker and the in like what in their wide receivers, they put up a fight. Like I, I I know they're also one of these teams that are so average and so kind of tough to watch on a lot of levels, but they, I don't mind them. I, I, I kind of want either. them like to they, win that division at this point. I think they've got, I mean, all those teams have a chance, but it's like they might, like, all those schedules are easy. But the Bucks, to me, like, and it's a Baker thing this year. I'm not saying he's he's, ha- he's been better than worse, but um, he just does not give up in these games. I felt that in, like, in a lost cause against San Francisco, they kind of showed me something. The way you brought it up, Dan, got me thinking. These are actually, I think, the, the two teams that have – the best chance to make the playoffs that no one realizes has actually right. a decent chance mm. to make the playoffs. Cause Wait, I could... there, there's gotta be a name for this game then. <laughs> I don't know. The invisible men ball. Let's do a little, uh, news housekeeping. Cause I did think it was noteworthy that the Colts released Shaq Leonard this week. It, it's easy to forget, uh, before he had multiple back surgeries, uh, which is, I think really limited his uh, effectiveness. He was on a hall of fame trajectory. Yeah. He was the defensive rookie of the year. When he came out, 2018, he made three first-team All-Pros and one second-team. And and you mentioned Chris earlier in the show, and it's funny as as some of these players age out or they're not quite the same players. That makes me sad too, because the some of these players when they came into the league, I think of how excited Chris was, and he was just really banging the drum for what a great player Shaq Leonard was, and he really wasn't. It's sad. It happens with injuries sometimes with these these careers; they just change he's, he's not and, even on the team anymore and big contract too you know from like personally like my hero growing up was don mattingly he was on a hall of fame trajectory and then a back injury derailed his career larry bird another all-time great back injuries are one of those type of injuries where you it, it could just rob you of what makes you special and it's sad but that's what happens and you give it up for shaq leonard uh and it also was a it's a good look um, for him and maybe made the Colts think twice, but him uh, handing out the turkeys yesterday when made the rounds on social media with the Colts, uh, the day that he was let go just shows yeah, that he is, news. he's a, you know, obviously a good stand-up person, but also maybe, you know, a heads up, Hey teams, this guy's a leader and a good dude. And maybe you give him a chance to get his career back on track, but the back injuries, they, they rob you of greatness. I bet he'll get another chance. Um, he got a chance on our show during Super Bowl week and was a great guest. That was back when we thought that he was going to the Hall of Fame. I don't even no, you made remember it. that. Not at all. It's absolutely true. No way. I so need Dan evidence that he was on either. the show. Well, absolutely. He was, it was when we were sitting on those couches. I'll never forget it. Shaq Leonard. Yep. I'm with Dan. I no. have no recollection. This is wrong. Uh, Put $1,000 on it. Find me. There's no way to, to know for sure. So There is. And we will, oh, there is? We will find out. <laughs> yes, there is a way. Then I won't take you on the bet. Yeah, he was one of our like massive. It was one of these days where like you know rolling through like right. twenty two. Originally, guests. the, the <laughs> thousand bucks would have been decided by majority vote here in the room. But now that you're telling me there's a way to know for sure, yeah, I'm going to not take you on that. Okay, <laughs> I don't think you should. <laughs> but he was a gentleman. That was my point. Did he hand out turkeys? <laughs> he was a great guest. He was very polite. I don't know. I have like, my doubts. turkeys I everywhere. Feel, I feel like I would remember that. Greg, I feel like there are a lot of things that you <laughs> acknowledge you don't remember. That is exactly the type of thing that I wouldn't remember. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like, you still remember Greg, it depends, life. you know, like where you're headspace-wise. But, yeah, Greg usually is pretty sharp with these things as, as well. So, well, so there's just no way to know. I there mean, is there, a way there to There is. Know. You could find the podcast. Well, let's, let's have for debate. Mark furiously. I am looking for it right I now. I can't. I couldn't find it when I when I went. Ooh, shoot. We'll see. The Bucks, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned it, are uh, 
Giving two and a half points away. That's Very nice. That sounds about right. I think this is the toughest game to pick for the week. Nice so clean up. Maybe our listeners. They, they, I can't. I can't decide on this one. I'm just. You know, it'd be a really good gift uh, on Thanksgiving is to give someone a, whatever the team is, um, personalized number eleven staff jersey for Thanksgiving this year. Like just when they show up. He's struggling to find it. Right you completely now. lost me. All I'm looking for is that. Find it. You can't. Oh, I'll find it. You have ten seconds to find it, or I get the grant. That is not how this works on any level. It must be based in fact, and I'll spend all weekend looking for it. I'll spend all Thanksgiving Day looking for it. I mean, it. our listeners will find it if, uh, if it exists. All right. Uh, yes, it is Thanksgiving uh, this week, uh, so uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone, whether you're with your families or it's a Friendsgiving-type vibe, uh, which is also a lot of fun, and enjoy all the football and know that we will be back. I think we kind of uh, very quickly audibled, and we're going to do um, our – Thanksgiving games recap on Friday. We're going to do a get uh, record that early on the West Coast and get that out as soon as possible. And then we're going to throw the Jets Dolphins into the Sunday night recap. So uh, no uh, double Friday podcast or uh, we're not going to hit all those games, but we're going to have everything covered as we always do. Anything else, boys? No. Okay. He's still not finding it. Well, first of all, you don't search Shaq Leonard. He changed his name. Ten. So there he is. That's eight. True. Seven. Oh, I'll find wow, it. What are you going to do with your grant uh, there? I'll find four. it. You're not getting a cent of my money. Heave the call. Happy Thanksgiving. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.